Hey guys, happy Wednesday. And how the hell is it the last week of January already? <laughs> Time freaking flies, man. And you know, honestly, like I, I truly do feel like I blinked and January was over. January literally just felt like one long week and that just goes to show hello time is an illusion and I truly do feel like January in general is just always like a very fast-paced month like I just feel like the collective energy is very fast like or trying to be fast right which is why a lot of us end up like tripping over our own two feet because we're like going zero to a hundred all the new year's hype right so it's, it's a lot of fast energy um but I, even though it's felt fast I felt positive. I felt pretty positive, you know, maybe like one or two meltdowns for the month, which I think is pretty solid. <laughs> um, and just in time for my period, right? I'm getting my period soon and I'm in the luteal phase. So you already know how that goes. Okay. Um, with that being said, I was kind of like, okay, what do I want to talk about today? And I had an idea of, cause I was feeling really tapped in intuitively uh, this morning and just super, I don't know, very close to God in the universe and I was I'm always close but you know what I mean and I was like hmm I would love to do a podcast episode on the ways that the universe speaks to you like when God winks at you right again if you're new here hi welcome so happy to have you here but I use the universe and God interchangeably um that's kind of my views just I I really don't like I don't have any label I guess you could say I just believe in love and uh, I love quantum physics. So that's kind of my thing, but you can, whatever, however you describe your higher power, just do it resonates with you. You know what I mean? I'm not here to push on anybody or whatever. So when I say the universe or God, just, you know, whatever resonates with you the most, you can think of as I say that. Okay. With that being said, I was thinking of like, oh, should I do the ways the universe speaks to you, right? And kind of go through the different um, ways that god speaks to you in life right or like when you say god spoke to me right or the universe showed me like what does that actually mean right because i truly believe that when you are aware of that then it's just you have that you have a stronger intuition right like you you are more connected you're more tapped in right but then I was like, okay, I kind of want to talk about habits though. Like, I feel like we just need a pep talk on habits. I don't know. So if you do want to hear about that topic, let me know and I'll film my next one on that. But plot twist, it's actually not that topic. And I'm going to be talking about today habits that changed my motherfucking life. Okay. And also some things that I cut out for good. Obviously I'm not perfect. I, I truly believe it's a never ending journey of, you know, shape-shifting your habits and cutting off old ones and practicing that. But there, I've basically created these non-negotiables in my life. And I wanna share with you what has worked for me and the things that I've learned. And you can take what resonates and things that you wanna try and uh, leave the rest. But I also offer you um, to keep your perspective a little bit open because you never know what you could try, even if it doesn't sound too enjoyable at first, okay? So with that being said, let's just get right on into it. So the first habit that changed my life was creating structure around my sleep schedule and prioritizing my sleep and my rest. Okay, so 
a, a lot of the times we and even like clients that like just start off and every woman like a lot of women that i work with and where i was in the beginning is i didn't really have any structure around my sleep schedule and i didn't really see the need to you know what i mean like i was like I'll just chill on my phone. I'll watch TV until I fall asleep and it's whatever. And I wake up and I'm just not a morning person type of thing. Right. <laughs> but then as I started my business and you know, it's you're, you're building a business and you have a team and then it's also, you know, you gotta, you know, manage the house and yeah, I have help from my man, but like I'm, I work from home. So I'm there all day. I'm cleaning. I'm, I'm doing my, we're doing our meal prep. I'm grabbing, like it's so much that like, if I do not get good sleep and I fuck around with my sleep schedule, half of that shit's not getting done. And the first thing that's going to go is my physical health and fitness. And I hate to say that. I would love to say that I would prioritize it even if I was really, really tired and exhausted. But the first thing to go is your motivation to stay healthy. Because then what, what do you prioritize instead? Work, your family, your kids, your partner, right? And then if you're just one of, you know, if you're somebody who's literally, it's just you, you may have like even work, right? Like school, it's just a lot, right? And you can come up with excuses at the end of the day, if it's something you really don't want to do. But if you are somebody who really desires that healthy lifestyle, that dream body and the whatever the hell else you desire, you ain't going to do it tired. I promise you that like your motivation will be so much lower when you're tired, okay? So I don't fuck around my sleep schedule. So the way that my sleep schedule used to look like was literally just falling asleep, maybe around 11, 12, staying up really late, either watching TV or on my phone, always on technology. And I would wake up, you know, maybe 8, 30, 9, 30, and like literally just have to make breakfast, get ready for work. And like, that was it. Like I would just have to go straight to work. And then I would go to the gym later, which didn't really work for me. Um, but now, and I also realized that having zero structure on my sleep schedule, I was just more stressed out. Like I was just more stressed out, I was more irritable. I mean, I, you know, I used to be like one of those people that'd be like, oh, I don't need that much sleep. Yes, you do. Like You just do. Um, but I just didn't have any type of routine. So now a habit that I've instilled that has made a really big difference is instilling a wind down routine and a morning routine. Okay. So what this looks like for me is first I start off and I ask myself, okay, how much sleep do I need? Like how much sleep do I feel the best on? And for me, that's around seven and a half hours, eight hours. Um, I For a period there, I needed nine hours. I'm starting to think I might need nine hours again since my training has been, you know, intense. And, you know, my macros are, I just have to up my food a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> I, so therefore I need seven and a half, eight hours of sleep. Well, what time do I need to wake up? Like, what time do I want to wake up? Well, I like to wake up at around 7 a.m. Like that's like a really good time for me. 6.30 if I'm going to the gym early, but 7 a.m., 7, 7.30, I wake up with the sun. You know what I mean? Without the alarm, it feels really good. And then you would count backwards and go, okay, I wanna wake up at seven. I need seven and a half hours of sleep. Then I go to bed at around, you know, fall asleep by 11. That's pretty doable for me. 
then I can have that wind down routine and have a nice little time for myself in the morning too before I get into work, right? And everybody's schedule is different. So take yours with a grain of salt, right? But the key here, guys, the most important thing was that I was on technology so late. And you guys have to understand that blue light is artificial light. And it keeps your brain highly active and it's also very addictive, okay? So if your brain is just, you're just staring at blue light screens all the way up until you go to bed, you're, you may get seven hours of sleep per se, but the quality of your sleep will be affected. Maybe you won't feel it the first, second day, but the third, fourth day, you're going to start to feel that shit, right? And now what I do is I don't cut off technology before my bedtime because let's just keep it real. I love to eat my dinner, my dinner while watching like a show. Like I just love to do it. It's like a thing I do with my man. That's just what we do. Sometimes we like to have dinners, no TV, just us talk. But during the week when we're both working and shit, like we just like to just watch it's a show that we're watching and eat, right? So I'll dedicate time for that. I'll dedicate an hour, one episode while I eat, have that episode, but at a certain time, all technology is off. And this is what works for me because it gives my brain time to get like, so get down from being so amped up and having all these ideas and thoughts and my brain just feels cluttered, especially if you're on TikTok or shit like, you know, late at night, right? I can actually allow my brain to wind down and my body to wind down. And I can use that time to just slow down, you know, just get the energy off of the day, right? Like that, you know what I mean? Like whatever happened at work, whatever happened in your day, whatever happened in your relationship, whatever happened, you know, that you saw, or I don't know the experience or whatever, get that off before bed. So you can have a restful sleep and wake up the next day refreshed wake up the next day with mental clarity on, wow, I feel fucking good. Like guys, I, I rarely wake up anymore, like dreading the day. I mean, I guess I could, you know, attest that to running my own business that I'm very passionate about, you know what I mean? But I wake up and I'm just like, ah, when I prioritize that. And that's a, that's a feeling at least for me that I value. So again, take everything I say with a grain of salt. You could try it for yourself, but it's something we have our clients do and we get a lot of great feedback for that as well. Just feel more stable and, you know, again, then the, the next habit that I cut out for good. And again, it's still, I'm still working a work in progress, right? Like anybody else, but I really prioritize the no technology before bed and first thing in the morning. Oh my God, guys, I used to do this so much. And again, if I keep my phone next to me or if my man starts to go on his phone first thing in the morning, then I find that I start to like copy him. And like, I definitely see that. Oh, I gotta, you know, be aware of how his habits, you know, could affect my decision and my habits. Right. And I'm aware of that now, but anyway, here's why I really am a fucking stickler with not going on your phone first thing in the morning. Here's why. So when you first wake up in the morning, your brain switches from delta waves, which occur in a deep sleep state, to theta waves, which occur during a sort of like daydreamy state. So around the first 60 to 90 minutes when you wake up, you experience what you call sleep inertia, okay? And this is kind of your body just slowly waking up, okay? So it's, it's you know, you know when you wake up, and you kind of just feel kind of like groggy and like, uh, like that's, that's sleep inertia right there. Um, 
Now, with that being said, by grabbing your phone first thing in the morning and immediately diving into the online world, bro, your subconscious mind is like, bitch. Like you are literally just, it. you are consuming. You wanna think of like your subconscious mind as like the basement of your brain, right? And let's relate your subconscious mind and consumption. Let's, let's relate your subconscious mind to like your house. Okay, let's say it's your house. And then let's say that, you know, anytime you go on your phone and you go on Instagram and you go on TikTok and you mindlessly scroll or whatever, it's trash being built up in your home, right? So like every time you throw away paper towel or something, you're, the trash is building up. And then at some point you gotta take out the trash, right? But let's say you're going to bed on your phone, okay? Then you wake up, the first thing you do is on your phone. You're adding so much, like there's so much trash being built up that the house starts to stink. The house starts to feel unlivable, right? To be in, right? Like you start to get in a bad mood because it smells and it's unorganized, not clean. That's what you're doing when you're not taking time for your brain to just have no consumption first thing in the morning and before bed right? Especially if you don't meditate, which is a great way to clear that energy out, right? This causes overstimulation. Okay. So this, this causes you to go from the relaxed state that you're, you're being in right when you wake up and it zaps you into being wide awake and alert and, and transfers you what is known as beta state, right? Why do you need to know this? Because if you're someone who constantly feels, and I used to feel this way, and I know that I have to dial back into my tech, my screen time habits, and my sleep cycle habits and all of that, when I find myself mindlessly scrolling a lot, a lot, a lot to the point where like I get like light sensitivity and like, it's like bad, right? But <clears throat> if you are feeling scatterbrained a lot or like brain fog or just like irritable or overwhelmed or always in self-comparison and feeling just lost and stuck, whatever, I, I want you to take a look at how much time you're on your phone. And your first answer, you know, if you're not keeping it real with yourself, it's probably like, I'm not on my phone that much. But sometimes we just become so normalized with being on it that we don't even realize how much we're actually on it, okay? Or maybe you're preoccupied with other things in your life and you're just, you're, you're not clearing your mind in general, right? So those are some of the things that are really non-negotiables in my life now. And that's having like sticking to my wind down routine, getting good sleep, using that time instead of being on my phone, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on TikTok and watching TV or whatever. I swap that time and I make it a sacred time for myself. I do my skincare routine. I take a nice shower. I, you know, floss. I brush my teeth. I put on some nice pajamas or something comfy. I put on a candle. I... I don't always put on a candle. Maybe I'll light some incense, right? Or Palo Santo the room. Um, you know, I'll take some time to do whatever feels good in the moment, whether that's stretching or I'll brain dump journal. If I feel like my brain is extra active and I need to get things out on paper. Sometimes I'll meditate. I don't, I don't really have like a super structured way. I just make sure that I prioritize that time. And guys, it's made such a difference. I wake up before my alarm. I don't even need an alarm. I wake up with the sun. I have time to play with my fur babies and clean up a little bit and visualize and make myself a nice tea or a coffee. 
with like a little pre-workouty snack or you know what I mean? And it's just that me time, it's me time, even if it's just 30 minutes. And it makes such a difference in my day. It really fucking does. And I promise guys in the beginning, when you're listening to this stuff, if, if there's not something that is resonating with you, or, you know, maybe you're thinking like, oh, that doesn't work. Or that's not going to work for me. Or you just don't feel like getting off your phone and managing the things that I'm talking about is actually going to work. Trust me. I've been there. Like when people used to tell me to meditate, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> until you actually do it and you're like oh shit this is why i feel so fucking good and it's for a reason so that's some of the the main habits that have changed my life um or have cut out so let's go into a few more and i i had a lot here but i don't know if i'm going to be able to dive into all of them now i will try my best the next one is learning to motherfucking cook and meal prepping like really making that a habit. Okay. And I was, guys, I was spending so much money eating out. It's not even fucking funny. Like a lot of times when, when girls come to us for one-on-one coaching and they really want to change their life and, you know, they really, they're fucking tired of their cycles and they want to like, they, they want to reach their dream body too, but like they want to do it in a healthy, sustainable way. And what I'm getting to is, is that obviously there's a financial investment that takes place there, right? And that investment comes with a return on your investment. But a lot of times the first thing that people think of is, oh, that you're worried about the finances, right? And there's been so many times where, you know, I've built this relation, a relationship with this girl and, you know, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, I want you to pull up your bank account right now. And like, let me know like what your expenses are in eating out. Right. Okay. And like, obviously guys, like this is for people that I've built a relationship with and I know that it would be appropriate. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just say that to just anybody, but the numbers be crazy. Okay. Like double a coaching membership a month and you don't realize uh, because you feel like it's not a lot. It's like $9 here, maybe $10 there, $6 here, but all the time. That's a lot of fucking money. I remember one month, Y'all, I didn't even have rent to pay and I was spending $600 a month in eating out. Let me fucking know how. I don't know. <laughs> so learning how to cook, learning how to meal prep wasn't just to grow fatty, you know, like that's a big part of it. But it was because your girl needed to save money and the eating out was just not doing it. And I didn't cut it out altogether. I created, you know, a nice little budget for eating out and drinks and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, I honestly like, especially with DoorDash nowadays, I just deleted DoorDash. They gotta stop, get, they, they get me on the weekends, especially when I drink. Anyway, meal prepping and learning how to cook. Okay, guys, oh my God, excuse me. My old food habits were just, I, I ate out for every meal, honestly, like it was bad. Um, that was like probably like a couple years ago, but when I got into bodybuilding, I really had to meal prep. Like I was on my meal prepping shit, y'all. Like I was bringing Tupperware everywhere. And obviously I was a bodybuilder, so nobody's gonna live like that. Like I will never bring a Tupperware to a restaurant nowadays because why the fuck would I do that? You know what I mean? Unless I was in a cut or something and I'm getting really deep or whatever. But learning how to cook changed my life. And I truly believe that I, I could never learn how to cook. Nobody raised me to learn how to cook. I could cook pancakes really good. I can cook eggs really good, but like healthy, delicious food, I did not know how to cook. I could cook mangu, but I don't know how to cook 
Like, how do I how do I make my healthy food taste like Fresh Kitchen? That was my thing. How do I make it taste like Bolle? That was my thing. And I learned how to do that. And I literally learned how to do that just by Googling shit, guys, and looking up on YouTube, how to make the basics, how to make cilantro lime rice, how to make grilled chicken that lasts, like how to meal prep it, how to meal prep this, how to meal prep that. And over time, guys, you will come up with recipes and different things. But if you're, if meal prepping isn't a habit for you right now, I understand there's a lot of factors that could play into that, right? Like maybe you really, really value convenience and you know, you know what I mean? But I truly believe that for anybody, meal prepping is just such a game changer, not only for saving money. And I know a lot of times, you know, we say that healthy food is expensive, but you can still buy healthy food and it not break the bank. Like you really can. Like if you're getting produce and you're getting a big thing of jasmine rice from Walmart and you're getting, you know, your protein, it'll probably equal the same amount of fast food. And I honestly, I could do an experiment on that because my budget is $50 uh, a week, uh, $50 every one and a half weeks. And like, that's pretty solid. And I can get protein, carbs, and also cook list items as well. And I know everybody's budget's different, but I truly believe that your, your nutrition's an investment in your health, guys. Like your nutrition, the food that you're putting into your body, um, it, it, it's an investment in your long-term health and the way that you feel. So if your excuse is, oh, eating healthy is so expensive, so I'm just going to do X, Y, Z all the time, and it's not in alignment with what you want, then that's just an excuse at the end of the day. And nobody's going to come here and fucking say, nobody's going to be here to save you. And I'm sorry if that sounds mean, but I really say that with love because what's the alternative? What's the alternative to not cooking from home? What's the alternative to just getting fast food every day, right? And there's nothing wrong with fast food here and there. Like I fucking love me some Chick-fil-A or a Wendy's like here and there, but every day, right? And if you're not getting fast food and you're getting like bole and shit, then you definitely can afford regular groceries from Walmart or your local grocery store, or your farmer's market or whatever, okay? Um, moving on, <laughs> moving on, another habit that changed my life was reading, reading podcasts, audiobooks, but really reading, honestly, like the whole, the whole paper book, holding it in your hand, reading it is something that honestly changed my life. Uh, honestly, like changed my life. And if you're someone who's saying right now, I'm not a reader, I highly recommend to challenge you. I, I, want, I would love to challenge you on that perspective. Because what does that even mean? I'm not a reader. That's, that's simply an identity that you formed based off of like your likes and dislikes. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't like reading. That would be different, right? No, why not? Like, what about reading don't you like? And I'm not here to shove reading. <laughs> I'm not here to shove reading down your throat. I'm like, why don't you like reading? But I, I truly, I just love to challenge perspective there. But the great thing about reading, guys, is that you're constantly learning. You're constantly just receiving this type of wisdom that, yeah, you could probably get off YouTube. You know what I mean? But I, this is just my personal opinion. I, I just, there's nothing like just sitting in your bed 
opening up a book that you really love and can't look for and, and can't wait to read and just like you know whether it's a mystery book or a thriller or a romance book and or if it's a self-development book or a spiritual book like whatever the book is like however it's connecting to you i think is so powerful and i believe that if you don't like books i just think you haven't read the right books and that's on period because truly 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 if you found a book that you really like you will be glued to it and you will be excited to read it i just feel like books and reading just expands your mind like no other um the first year that i uh when i quit my job last year i read around six books the year before that around eight books and guys i was only i have a i had a goal of 10 pages a night that's it 10 pages a night 10 pages a night that's it you could even do five pages a night and call it a day because saying like, oh, I'm going to read for 30 minutes. That's long. And, and it could that that could be too much for you. So having like a strategic five pages, 10 pages is super easy for the brain to digest. And like you can make it happen, right? Or read every other night, 10 pages or whatever. Have fun with it. But some of my top book recommendations I'm going to keep it around the, the, the I'm going to I'm going to just throw these out here. So the best books I've read for habit change and overcoming self-sabotage and laziness and discipline is Atomic Habits. Write that down. Atomic Habits. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, if not, definitely check it out. Um, I would say The Mountain Is You. That's another one you probably heard of. Um, the Mountain Is You is really, really great from self-sabotage to self-mastery. Really solid book about that. The Power of Now is a really beautiful book for spirituality, for tapping into the present moment and learning how to stop worrying about the past and the future and the what ifs and learning how to just stay grounded and present. That book is really good for that. It's a little advanced in the spiritual literature, so it might be a bit much. I remember reading it and being like, yo, what? And like having to read it multiple times. So <laughs> that's the only thing. Um, another great spiritual book is the alchemist i'm sure you've heard of um the untethered soul is a really good one um financial abundance books i really love are a happy pocket full of money um this book kind of talks about like what true abundance is and like what do we say when we say we want more money right like what because money doesn't really have any value but like what do we mean when we say that does that mean more security more stability is that more experiences or to give more to others or whatever right and like dig deep into that because all of us say we want a lot of money but like we don't even know what we mean or like what we would do with it you know what i mean like our wealth consciousness isn't there to like it's easy to say but like you know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I'm a little all over the place for this podcast, but bear with me. Um, yeah. What's another book? Let's see. One of my clients, Ashley, if you're listening to this girl, I fucking love you. She sent me a book. It's called God is me. Um, and if you're, <laughs> If you're a Christian or religious, it's not the way that it sounds, <laughs> but it basically talks about how God is within us and our intuition, that spiritual part of us, how to like tap into that. And it's just like a really great book on reflections around, like just a book to like make you think about, you know, how to integrate more love into your life and especially to yourself. Um, but that's all the books I can think of at the top of my head. Another good book is Outwitting the Devil 
honestly the audiobook is fire for that one that book is really fucking good on like shedding like basically exposing society and reality on like how society tries to keep us asleep basically so how do how they try to keep us asleep um from achieving financial abundance and keeping us basically fearful and in scarcity mindset and never really being able to create anything that we really want in our lives because we're too wrapped up in the fear of the what ifs and that's how society keeps us stuck so outwitting the devil is a really good book as well all right guys um that are some of the habits the basic habits that you know obviously i did not implement all at once overnight it took some time right but um over time as you start to practice these habits and you start to play around with your routine you'll find what your non-negotiables are and what works for you and what doesn't work for you so remember that this podcast is literally just what has worked for me and i would love to hear your guys takeaways and like what you guys got from this so with that being said um i'll see you guys in the next one and uh, oh before i forget our podcast giveaway does end Friday. So if you haven't um, left a review yet or subscribed, make sure to do so to be entered into winning the $100 cash giveaway. And I think that's pretty much it. Um, I always never know how to end these, but I'll see you guys in the next one. Love you so much. Thank you for being here with me and ciao.